India is one of the most colourful, dynamic and populous countries on the planet. It's also been one of the countries to be hit hardest by the pandemic. Over 1 billion people face lockdown again and the optimism found in other parts of the world has been temporarily put on hold. India offers an astounding variety in virtually every aspect of social life. Diversities of ethnic, linguistic, regional, economic, religion and class cross-cut Indian society, which is also permeated with immense urban-rural differences. India has over 800 million smartphone users, the second highest number on the planet, and a higher penetration rate than Italy, Russia, China and Japan. So how has society coped in India and how has technology helped? Welcome to The Great Indoors, a podcast series designed to talk about technological advancements and societal change in these turbulent times. I'm your host, Matt Roberts, and joining me is my producer and co-pilot, Larissa Yee. Today, we cross continents and speak with an inspiring gentleman, Mr. Sandeep Moore. Sandeep is a prominent social media influencer, an avid fitness expert, and a passionate and accomplished wildlife photographer. Sandy went through himself a personal dramatic transformation 10 years ago, which changed his life. And he delivers messages of change and positivity across India and the world through his blogs, fitness regimes, and incredible photography. So I'd like to welcome uh, our guest to the great indoors today. He's joining us from India, a country where we haven't had a guest uh, today on the great indoors. So I'd like to welcome Mr. Sandeep Mal. Sandeep, welcome to the great indoors. Well, it's, it's a pleasure to be here. It's so nice to talk to you and uh, the rest of the team. Excellent. And uh, I've obviously just stated that you were uh, that you are in India, Sandeep. But whereabouts in India are you enjoying? The great indoors today so uh, i live in faridabad which is uh, uh, the in the national capital region of delhi you can say we i live in the capital of the country and uh, mm -hmm. this is uh, in haryana state so I, I live here my work is also here so i live with my family here oh nice i visited new delhi once on business oh, yes uh, which was beautiful I, it was a few years ago but i really enjoyed my time there as i ask all my guests what have you done at home to make um, your work life or life more comfortable during this lockdown period? Well, I, uh, I tried to learn a few skills. So one was baking. So I took up uh, uh, sourdough baking, basically uh, bread. I think most of the world was uh, doing this during lockdown because I saw so many people doing this. <laughs> so <laughs> I did a full course and then used to, you know, now we make our own bread. So, so I oh, have my stuff. So I took up to a lot of cooking because there was so much of spare time and uh, yeah. there was nothing I could do outdoors. So everything yeah. was at home. I took up to a lot of, you know, learning because I'm too much into fitness and all this. Yes. So I started reading a lot of books and, you know, you know, learning. I'm doing a course on nutrition, certification course on nutrition also. So I tried to utilize this opportunity, you know, which um, lockdown at home and not going outdoors. Excellent. 
And and you mentioned uh, your fitness there, Sandeep, and everything. But give us some background on yourself and your journey to date. The big things that have you know brought you where to where you are today. Give us a little bit about your background. I migrated from uh, somewhere in eastern part of India, West Bengal, where my parents used to live, and looking for an opportunity. And you know, Faridabad was the industrial town of India. That started my journey, and uh, the basic idea that time was you know India was in a bad state of affairs as far as economy was concerned because we had no foreign exchange so they started doing a lot of liberalization so there was a lot of opportunity for exports uh, i got a customer from us and we started developing a product uh, for them it took me almost like you know 6 8 months to develop a very small product that's how my journey started and as we kept on doing new products and we went on expanding so our business expanded to various corners not just us we are supplying to europe australia china middle east we make products for mining industry construction industry automobile industry you know agriculture industry so way back in um, 2009 so i was in new york and i was driving from uh, new york to new jersey to meet a, my cousin and i had a bad car crash so I, I was stuck okay. in a car pile up, you know, there were like 10, 12 cars uh, uh, on the George Washington Bridge and I, my car was the last one, you know, and I, I'll say a decent speed. It was not like very fast. It was like 50 miles or something. And it was a Sunday traffic. So it was smooth. And suddenly somebody had to brake and everybody, you know, piled up on each other. And in that accident, I broke my disc. So my C4, C5 was broken in that car right. crash. So I flew back to India and then after a couple of months, I started having pain on my left side of the body and that started losing my grip on my hands and all those stuff. And then I went to see a doctor and then they did a MRI and all those things after like, that was almost like three, four months after the accident. And the doctor said, how are you surviving so long? Because your spinal cord is completely, you know, compressed because of that uh, fracture in your you know, oh disc. So, uh, you know, we need to put you in a surgery. So I got a titanium disc uh, I was taken into the operation theater and uh, I had a titanium disc and then I went through a year-long rehab sessions and all this. So during that one period, that one year post-surgery changed my whole outlook towards life. You know, so like, uh, what if I would have mm -hmm. died in that car crash? I had done nothing in my life other than business. So I, I didn't have time for my kids' parents' meeting also. You know, with the school, when they have the parent-teacher meeting, I had no time because I was yeah. always working. I was working 80 to 90 hours a week and you know very busy with my business so i had no time for my family or any other thing so that changed a lot of things uh, thought the thought process in that one year and then i started to you know change my life uh, there onwards i started to put my manufacturing unit in a autopilot mode you know i started hiring good professional people who can do the job better than i was doing basically I was multitasking, doing everything in the factory, you know, and uh, then I had started hiring good people to do that job. I got rid of my debt, whatever I had, because, you know, I just realized that if I had died that day, I would have burdened my family with a lot of debt and, you know, and small kids, you know, they, I mean, yeah. so that was, that was a, and then I started exploring a lot of things in my life, you know, which I had not done uh, earlier, you know, so I started cooking, yeah. I started playing music. During one of those trips, I one of my customers from Canada had come from Toronto only. So he was visiting India and he he was a wildlife photographer. So he said, uh, I want to visit uh, Ranthambur. Right. Ranthambur is a national park here where you see tigers. So I have never been to any wildlife park before right. that, uh, that age. So 
I said, okay, let's go. So we went to for a weekend. We went there. We didn't see Tiger. But the best part was, you know, uh, after this car crash, I had always used to have a pain in my left side of the body. I mean, I still have that pain when I'm talking to you. Uh, when I went there two days uh, in the jungle, I had no pain. So that was like magic, you know, but I was always on medication. But those two days, I didn't need yeah. medicine. You know, so then I realized, you know, that maybe stress was one of the reasons which is escalating. And when I was there, so I started going to the jungle very often. And that eventually started, take, I took up wildlife photography and I won a lot of national and international awards thereafter in wildlife photography. I started giving back to the nature, you know. So I started an NGO, non-profit organization, you know, which works for the wildlife and the people who are, you know, there in the parks. In this couple of years after post-accident, my health reports were very bad because it was just a sedentary life. Uh, there was some insurance uh, for which I had needed to go for a health checkup. And when I went for the health checkup, the company said, we can't insure you with all those health reports that you have. And that shook me up. I said, I was just 45, you know, and I said, the doctors prescribed me a lot of medicines and I didn't want to take those medicines. I started looking for what are the alternate ways. And that's how I, my journey with fitness started. You know, I started, I, I was not able to walk 100 meters. So my wife took me and I had a trainer who forced me for a couple of months, you know, to, he took me to the gym, to the park and, you know, for, and I would be, you know, say, I, I don't want to go, you know, I'm not feeling good, but they would force me go there. And in these two months, I formed a habit, you know, of, uh, because I started feeling better. I started looking better in two months, the changes were mm-hmm. there. So I've not stopped from that, those almost 10 years. So I reversed my all the problems that I had. So without any medication, I was able to reverse my all these diseases or lifestyle diseases. And that motivated me that I should, you know, encourage more and more people to get into a fit life because you can still avoid doctors. Even if you are in diabetes type 2, you can live without medica- medication and you can, you know, live a very, uh, very healthy life and, you, you know, your health span will be good. As we hired new people, good people in the office side or factory side, it automatically grew, you know, because they were performing much better than what I was doing. So in this last 10 years, we have grown four to five times, you know, without me giving a lot of time. You know, I, I don't give uh, three more than three hours a day, you know, to my office work uh, and post COVID, you know, when you are confined more to home. So it's not even that, you know, so it's completely, we put it the office in auto, autopilot, you know, and those guys are doing yeah. a much better job than I would have done uh, myself. So there was this transformation, this awakening after this car accident that was kind of three ways. It was your work-life balance. You decided to focus more on, on, on your life outside of work. There was a move towards fitness, and obviously you inspire thousands and thousands of people across India and the world in, in, in taking care of themselves. But then there was this third uh, element as well, which was the photography the wildlife photography. So there was these three elements that basically came together, you know, as a result of this car accident. And so Sandeep, it's fair to say now you, you inspire other people around India and the world to, to look at themselves and make this transformation, right? And, and do you think, you know, we, we spoke about it at the beginning, you've spent time at home during the lockdown and you've been learning new skills like making um, uh, bread, etc. 
Has this been a time where you've been able to encourage and inspire people that have locked down to take a look at this transformation themselves? Do you think, you know, in a similar way that the car accident was an awakening for you, it was a moment of clarity. Do you think COVID-19 has has been a moment of clarity for other individuals as well? Absolutely. I'm sure people, you know, they suddenly must have, you know, this whole lockdown thing happened so sudden. I mean, it was like a, nobody was prepared for it. Uh, at least in India, I know, because it was completely shut off. One fine day, we are told that from tomorrow, this midnight, everything is locked. So yeah. wherever, whatever you are doing, you are stuck. We were stuck at home. There was not enough stuff. In the first two weeks, there was nothing, you know, like people had no food. Because you don't, you know, have everything stuffed up in your uh, refrigerator, you know. You don't plan that. You don't. You can never imagine that, you know, from tomorrow onwards, everything will be closed. And luckily, you know, we were not traveling. We were all home. So though my boys, uh, my younger son was working on job outside of my home, but he was at home at that point of time. So, you know, we are not stuck up at different places. Uh, the family was together, uh, thankfully. And that I'm sure that, you know, a lot of people realized. Number one, health is important. And uh, you don't need a lot of things, basically. You know, I mean, we accumulate and accumulate. And, you know, at the end of the day, they don't value, you know. I mean, there's no value for those things. They are very short-term, you know, uh, happiness these things give. A lot of people have taken for their fitness because this immunity thing came up. People started really talking about if how good your immunity is and, you know, what are the things that immunity buildup can do to protect you from uh, COVID or any other, you know, uh, virus or any disease. So a lot of people have taken up to fitness. And I do mentor a lot of uh, people online uh, as a hobby, you can say, or as, you know, uh, I guide a lot of people all, uh, all across the globe. So I've seen so many people consistently doing things which you know earlier times life would take over and they will just forget about two three days their travel is there their work is there and fitness becomes a low priority so now uh, it has become there's number one advantage was that you know there was nothing else to do i mean you had work yeah. from home so either you were working 10 hours 12 hours you know and the rest of the time was nothing else to do and gradually as things opened up they started to go to the park for a walk or a jog or cycle and I mean, at that point of time, you used to see so many people cycling around the city. So right. because there was not much traffic on the road, you know, it's not, we don't have cycle tracks and all this here in India. So it becomes very difficult for people to, you know, bicycle between heavy traffic. You have seen in Delhi how the traffic is. So, yes. you know, at that point of time, lockdown, you know, it's uh, like there was a lot of so less traffic on the roads. So, so people were yeah. bicycling and, you know, so that... People took it to it. And once you do it something for a few weeks and you start to see the benefit, then it becomes a habit. Yes. So they are carrying it forward. You know, when things opened up still, they are carrying it uh, forward. Yeah. And, and there is an appreciation for fitness. And I think there's, there's two elements, I think, to this as well, um, Sandeep, that you drew. And I think there's the physical fitness piece that people have embraced. Like you said, in India, you can see them on their bicycles. But similar to your story, there was... a a, a mental fitness when you started your wildlife photography you know not only you, you know that was a workout for your for your mental health and for your relaxation and and, and in india do you see because this is something we've talked about on this podcast series extensively the, the mental health impacts uh, of the pandemic is that something that's recognized in india and is, is uh, can you see people addressing that element of the um, of the pandemic Absolutely. I mean, people are now understanding why something else other than work is needed 
for uh, mental health so it's not just about uh, stressing yourself over things i mean they are realizing that you can control just enough you know you don't you can't control everything yesterday i tweeted you know that you know i live in a big home i have a huge family which is with me i have good friends i have enough source of income to sustain myself still i am feeling very pessimistic and you know because they suddenly the second wave has come in india and when we were just looking at you know that we will be now we are just like less than 10000 cases or my city had just five or six cases every day so we are looking at you know now things will open up and we will be traveling and going back to a normal life and suddenly overnight you know like everything changed you know suddenly you have again lockdown situations coming lot of places in india are under lockdown i mean you start losing hope you know uh, is there any end to this you know because of, despite lot of people getting vaccinated and all this and suddenly i can relate that there you know people who are living in small apartments or who are who don't have you know job security and all those uh, stuff how much pressure they go through and especially for the kids they i mean they are so used to yeah. outdoors go to school and all this and uh, my nephew you know he went to his school today after one year because they had this orientation for the new class and they invited you know like very limited kids coming every day so if the class is of uh, 70 students they were calling in like five students a day scattered over uh, a month or so you know because uh, just for an orientation program and my nephew went to the class and he hugged his desk i mean it was like you know he has not sat on his chair and desk in school and he was missing it so much so look at the kids going through the mental stress of uh, staying home they can't yeah. play outdoors yeah. uh, they can't meet friends you know and everything online yeah. so people have realized that importance of you know mental health is there and they are working towards it it's like you know a lot of people are approaching uh, towards a minimal life you know uh, i mean reducing the clutter you know we are overloaded yes. with everything so that yeah. is working i am sure a lot of people are doing it and i talk to a lot of people and they just you know are taking this path because at the end of the day you can't control yeah. everything so you can't stress about everything and and you said something that was really interesting uh just then sandy because that you were feeling pessimistic at the moment and you know last week we had a a motivational speaker who was talking about optimism but it's i think one of the interesting things is dependent on where you are in the world we're all at different places with this right because here yeah. in canada we went back into a state of emergency just 2 days ago we're on a no leave the home situation total lockdown i know larissa was vaccinated this week and things are getting back to normal in the US but how are things in india right now from that perspective and are you feeling pessimistic how do you think things are going to play out in the next few weeks and months uh, in india specifically uh, uh, i think you know that at this point of time the situation is not in control uh, because uh, there's not enough vaccination happening i mean the population is so huge you know i mean despite the best efforts of the government this Um, you know right now they are vaccinating 45 and above and 80% of the country's population is below 45 so you can imagine right now we are trying to cover up 20% of the population uh, with vaccination and that still not you are not able to supply vaccination so that's a big time problem you know uh, because getting vaccines so it may take a year or more you know to vaccinate this the whole country until the time i mean we need to be careful after that also you know with the basic things like mask and sanitization and distancing like i'll say in my office factory we we had we have strict protocols we developed when this lockdown happened or we opened up after the lockdown and then as things improved those protocols you know slowly and gradually start removing you know you become casual about it 
and then suddenly when this thing happened with the whole protocol was bought back so this i think is going to last you know so we have to live with certain some protocols and some habits you know that has to become part of our uh, life you know like wearing a mask or you know keeping a distance in uh, all those stuff so that situation it will take some time in india because the population is so high that to control it and then you have so much of social you know elections going on somewhere and you know that's how politicians work you know so it's it's the same everywhere in the world so the priorities keep on changing it will take time uh, some time for things to get back to normal until that time like people like us and you know the only thing we can do is try to motivate as many people and you know to help yeah. them out you know financially mentally whatever way you know to get the population you know going you know because this this is going to take only the government alone cannot do anything about it i mean they will be they are overburdened with the things uh, to control so i am sure uh, some influential people and were always trying to help out they will be needed more over the next couple of years to you know normalize things and help people out now we're a technology podcast we'd like to talk about technology and that one of the genesis for this whole podcast series was how technology was bridging this gap right with the lockdown and the effects that were happening to society and how has that played out in india how have people embraced technology to keep their lives moving and, and particularly yourself sandeep because you're a you're a big influencer on twitter uh, obviously you can send out big messages you know to your base on 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 inspiration um but what what are you seeing from a sort of technology adoption and and trends perspective in in india during this period i mean there has been a drastic shift towards technology during lockdown i'll give you a very good example you know we used to go me and my wife used to go and buy um, vegetables a weekly basis we used to go together and spend time together you know going buying grocery or vegetables and all this thing and then once the lockdown happened she started you know ordering it uh, to the same guy and she will whatsapp uh, him uh, the list of things you know what she needs mm-hmm. and he will come and deliver it and leave it on our door because you are not you know you are not touching things you know you are leaving it for some time sanitizing and then bringing it home so he will leave it in the lawn front lawn lawns and my wife will you know uh, transfer it to his bank account the money in the last one year i have not touched cash so i don't even know where my wallet is i mean i have not touched any money everything is happening using technology so so the, so every everybody you know I'm, what i wanted to say was that vegetable vendor he is communicating on whatsapp he is taking orders on whatsapp he is receiving money on paytm or any you know digital payment met- method which instead of cash so everybody has a smartphone today and everybody is using the apps and you know uh, transferring money so this is just a small example that you know day to day you know how it's affecting uh, as far as the work front i'll give an example we have a customer in germany and we work for their uh, four manufacturing units in germany and italy so every year around march or april we used to i used to fly to germany and we used to uh, gather in one of their uh, manufacturing units and it used to be a three day uh, meeting basically uh, we were used to talk of last year's performance what we are looking at in the future and you know all those things three years three days we used to have a meeting when couple of people from our team will go there and they will all come there and used to 
this year 2020 uh, we did it in three hours online using microsoft team thanks to technology we did it in three hours because we are not talking any nonsense we're just talking what is required the only thing missing for me was the german beer otherwise yes. if i was in germany <laughs> <laughs> so so the whole idea is that you know because of technology i was just wondering how the amount of time and money we saved so it's a lot of money you know and a lot of time that we saved by doing the same thing which was uh, over exchanged over emails initially and then on a call you know we on 3 hour of microsoft team we did what 3 days of work did so technology has definitely helped and it is a game changer now because now more and more people are realizing we are traveling useless you know a lot of things we could do like this podcast i am doing with you online i mean sitting in three different time zones and uh, we are doing it this was yes. not you know we though this technology was available but this was not imaginable or this was not thought after before covid came so this has absolutely changed the way it's the same at our work you know because you can't be dependent on physically doing things anymore so we are bringing in a lot of robots we are bringing in you know a lot of things which we can control online you don't need to be physically there you know to control uh, so automation is coming up technology is just you know it's not it's not it's not just increasing efficiency it's reducing cost and this realization has come in due to covid because there were people who were not experimenting with it so that way yeah. this is that's a huge shift yeah. the whole country is shifting i think the whole world is shifting towards yes. a lot of technology usage of yeah. technology it's it's a really good point and it and it's so different i i, I love the way you talk about uh, money transfer and digital retail because you know there's such big things and we we, we met with um, an analyst this week uh, and he brought up something really interesting was the digital divide right we've all become accustomed to working from home uh, our children being educated from home uh, we can't have german beer together uh, but uh, that you know, that'll be something that happens but is there do you think there is a a responsibility for the indian government to help with the perpetuation and rollout of technology to narrow that digital divide to ensure that everybody in india has access to the right tools and and software and services to keep their lives running yeah i think the government is doing also a lot of things in that front and a lot of private players are also you know helping out the data in india is so cheap i mean i mean everybody right cost nothing like literally saying it cost nothing you know i we had a uh, construction going on somewhere uh, in, uh, in our house and the laborers who come to work so they had their small kid you know and give him a cell phone and switch on some songs or you know kids songs and the kid would sit idle i mean watching that uh, on youtube for a couple of hours while the parents were working so it has reached to every level without doubt because every school in this country right now is it's online it's taking some time at uh, you know like it was very fast maybe in delhi or bombay or the city metro areas but uh, now it has reached i think almost everywhere we have uh, broadband available because i um, i've gone to extreme corners during lockdown couple of places i went to kashmir and all this everywhere you know like people were using technology and the government is doing about it there have been some liberalization on it and uh, the private players are doing very good at it because this also sends a business opportunity uh, you know because it's such a huge population mm-hmm. if everybody is using uh, data 1.4 billion people so it's huge a lot of these things i'll give you another example we as i said we do a lot of environmental uh, projects 
and in mm-hmm. and we do school based environmental projects so it's uh, basically we uh, it's more to raise awareness about protection of environment we show to the kids and this is all kids oriented you know we it's like you know you sanitize the kids then you are taking care of the future so we do lot uh, quiz and olympiad and all this and they were all physical programs so we used to do we we organize the india's largest environmental and wildlife and nature quiz uh, which is done in 40 different cities in this country and physically this quiz used to take place in 40 cities now once this lockdown happened and you know there was no possibility of physically doing it the schools were closed so we changed it to online format now you can't have a team of three people three school students you know coming from the same school so we changed it to a family quiz and we realized that it was much much more better better than you doing that only class 5 c school quiz because the parents were involved now and they were so excited you know i mean it was yeah, so hot yeah. to see when the you know the kid would answer right and he and he will high five with his mom you know and they, i mean they will be excited and you are seeing all people so zoom on zoom we are doing this quiz and there were softwares you know which were uh, able to track you know is somebody cheating or doing what you know because the technology has come that you know you yeah. can easily monitor <laughs> so that completely changed and we realized that you yeah. know the we are doing the same quiz with more reach and they were uh, i mean we are doing at one fourth of the cost physically traveling to 40 cities was a lot of yeah. cost people used to travel you know you have to uh, arrange yes. for a auditorium and you do all these now everybody is sitting in their own home in their pajamas and uh, taking part in a quiz so you know moving forward you know i think more and more people will adapt to technology than physically you know moving around for work yes now i we talked about the 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 environment that bridge and one of the things that i found amazing during this whole lockdown and it it was it was 12 months ago um i'm from a little place in north wales in great britain and what happened during the lockdown was the the town was overrun by goats that had come down from the mountain right and and we saw this all over the world there was coyotes on the streets of san francisco there were jellyfishes in the canals of venice and and you yep. said at the beginning sandeep that one of the things that obviously you enjoy the most is to go into the jungle and do you know wildlife photography how how's the how's the 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 whole situation of the last 12 months affected the wildlife the environment and also what you've been doing from a photography perspective so i'll tell you uh, that so nature heals very fast of its own even if we if you don't uh, chernobyl is an example you know like nobody thought that in 5 years we would I mean, there will be wildlife there. There will be trees there. Back, you know, nobody imagined it. It's like in, within two weeks of lockdown, when there was no traffic, no flights, no trains, and nothing moving, I could see stars in my city. I've never seen wow. in 15 years. You know, it's one of the most polluted cities in the world. And I had the whole sky, and I was able to take star trails. I was shooting from my rooftop. I could never imagine. I used to go to the northern uh, area in the hills you know or the desert to shoot star trails and here i was shooting star trails you know from my rooftop so it's just in two weeks wow. of lockdown you know i mean and uh, i in my 20 years 25 years living in this city i have never seen stars so much star, so many stars so that's an example i mean we I, we have almost 30 to 40 bird species coming to my home so suddenly you realize and see right. you uh, how, how uh, you have orange thrust coming or some you know bird coming you have bird feeds and suddenly you know they are coming uh, i remember one day i had gone for my i i, I do marathon running so i had gone for my run practice and uh, i saw a neil guy an antelope suddenly in the middle of the city coming from somewhere 
so uh, wow. you know so wildlife uh, or, or the nature heals very fast and with all this you know the obstacles that we humans have created for them they were back to you know like occupying or coming back you know occupying their space again So you've been able to do some photography some good oh, wildlife photography at your home right yeah i did a lot of backyard birding so i had my camera fixed up and you know i was experimenting a lot of things shot moon in different phases and you know time lapses and i did a lot of photography within around my home you know not not even going out of my home but around in the backyard and and tell us a little bit more about your photography because i find it fascinating and i've i've seen some of your pictures on your webpage and We'll we'll put a link to your webpage in the show notes for this for this podcast. But just give us because um, I mean you've got amazing wildlife there in, in India. You've got some absolute fascinating uh, backdrops and, and and animals. Just give us a, 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 a some of your highlights of your uh, photography uh, pastime over the over the last few years. It's a meditation. I mean, getting into jungle is meditation, and when you are focused with the camera in hand. and you need a lot of lot of patience because you know it's not like model shooting where you know you have everything in place and the uh, you know model walks in there have been times i have been sitting in for 5 days in a jungle in tadoba uh, near uh, central india and uh, for 5 days i was there and i didn't see a single animal forget about tigers i was there for tigers not a single <laughs> animal so you travel all the way there and you sit 5 days and you come back empty hand and there have been time when you know in 3 hours i have seen 10 different type of tigers 10 different uh, tigers basically so uh, wow. so it's all about luck there and you need a good naturalist along with you who and uh, basically you are in a gypsy here when you go to the national parks and uh, when you go to a bird sanctuary something you can walk but wherever there are wild animals you need to go in a gypsy so uh, in a jeep or something like this so uh, you need a good driver who can yeah. position yourself you know so that you get the right angle so over a period of time last uh, i've been doing it for 10 years and you know so i have built up a good team of people when i go to these uh, places so it's fun you know i mean you spot something you have to couple of days you need to do a research you know what could be the movement of the animal and all this the, the natural history guy who's with you he does his homework and you know and then you go and just set up your camera and if you are lucky you the light is in your favor you know you, you i mean so you create your own story and you take the picture it's what india is wonderful for wildlife wow. no doubt i think india and africa is where all the action is wow it sounds incredible it and already just thinking about it makes me very it's very therapeutic just the very thought of of being able to do that it's it's incredible as we get towards the end now um how do you think india will evolve technically in light of the pandemic what do you think is temporary as far as you know we talked about the things we've been doing or the things you've been doing sandeep over the last 12 months what do you think is temporary and what do you think will remain moving forward just particularly in india a lot of these uh, old habits will come back when things uh, become you know it's a human habit so use of technology will be go away i mean but lot of lot of old habits will come back you know i mean i already saw you know when we had a better situation 
couple of months back when we had the covid was numbers were very low so we saw a lot of old habits coming back you know i mean which like say for a, a wedding function or small things you know and people would spend lavishly and then invite the whole town for a party and you know so that when covid happened all this went off you know and this you know becomes uh, a lot of show off happens because my neighbor is doing it i have to do it that that uh, tendency is there in india yeah. so that uh, you know that puts pressure on people who are not earning that much but you know it's a societal pressure and uh, peer pressure you know that drives so a lot of these activities people had cooled down you know and i i i see a lot of cost cutting you know people are moving towards minimalism for sure so we have you suddenly start to realize you know a lot of things are not needed i mean to be honest i i like i am a lover of shoes so i i and I, because i run so i have so many running shoes so whatever i look like you know i try to experiment you know and and then i realize that you know I, i'm not going to wear them you know i feel shameful to say but i have almost 30 odd shoes uh, uh, leather shoes and i didn't wear <laughs> one single day in the last 15 or 13 months or 14 months you know because and then what i did as i packed all of them and i left it i said my grandkids are going to use it because they are so expensive i cannot throw it also so i just put it on <laughs> and on packed it maybe some day my grandkids will use it so this you start to feel that you don't need so much you know I mean, that realization comes people are going to spend lot more on experiences for sure because uh, i now calculate on rivers you know if at a 55 i look forward that if i have another 20 25 years to live and how many weekends i have maybe 1200 1300 1500 weekends so let me make the most of it you know so that realization has yeah. definitely come uh, to a lot of people there is still a category of people you know who are trying to survive you know trying to survive they they are living life on a daily basis they they have a different fight to work so they don't have the leniency or they don't have the leverage to you know think differently they have to work in the system they have to go along the system so that population is huge in this country you know because uh, overall uh, still you know the middle class is growing it's not like the other western countries you can say so it's still a lot of struggle for a lot of people to survive so that they don't have a control so they have they go by the system you know because whatever works best somehow they have to earn their livelihood so things may not change for them but a lot of people who can afford or who can you know they are definitely changing and they are realizing better to spend on something which can give them peace or which can give them happiness instead of you know buying things which are uh, which are not used and a lot of things we can be done yeah. using technology you know and uh, we don't need to spend our time physically doing those stuff yeah no it's excellent that's excellent and one question i ask most of my guests as a closing question sandeep i'd be really interested because obviously all travel has stopped pretty much but even when the pandemic finally concludes or to what level of conclusion that is where would be the first place you would like to travel to and to do what uh, i'm definitely going to go to south africa uh, to some place in africa not exactly south africa uh, i have mm-hmm. namibia in my i had been there a couple of times but i would like to go there again that's a country i i love so uh, i definitely i mean i go to africa every year for wildlife photography and i missed out 2020 because uh, so once the international travel starts then i'm definitely going to africa uh, for my photography some place in africa most possibly namibia because i love that country i think the only thing that we can do is stay calm 
and be happy. I mean, That's you can't control everything, you know. It's so the only thing you can be except the fact, you know, whatever it is, you know. So you can yeah. only do a little to change your things because rest of the things are governed by outside agencies, which we don't control, and we, you know, get stress ourselves because of that. If I go and stand out outside waiting for my vendor to come, and by standing outside is not going to bring him faster. Whatever commute time is going to take is going to take. If I keep on stressing <laughs> about it, it's just not going to help. So that's that's it. to remain calm and mm-hmm. try to find happiness in everything. I really enjoyed my conversation with Sandeep today. For me, India is immensely fascinating, and Sandeep is a manifestation of transformation and positive change. Please check out his webpage, which is in the show notes just so you can witness his incredible writing, stories, and photography. And also, please check out our webpage, amdocs.com forward slash the great indoors to peruse our eclectic mix of fantastic assets that accompany the podcast series. Please subscribe to our podcast on your provider of choice and leave us a rating if you so desire. So until next time, I am Matt Roberts for Amdocs in Toronto, and have a great day wherever you are.